welcome back to This Week in Video Games, episode 78. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. Well, this week, we're right in the middle of E3 2021, and today I'm going to round up all the major announcements so far, including Elden Ring, Battlefield 2042, plus a recap of the Summer Games Fest, Ubisoft Forward, Devolver Digital Direct. I've also been playing a fantastic new game called Overboard from Inkle Studios, and I'll get into that one later on, so it's a really busy show. So let's get to it. Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're well and having a good week. And I'm good this week, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it's video game Christmas, and E3 2021 is on right now. So this year is the first year back for E3 since its cancellation in 2020 due to the pandemic, and the ESA are doing their best to put on a digital event with all the big players in the same place at the same time announcing their games and their hardware. So we start off on Tuesday with the Playdate announcements. Wednesday was Battlefield 2042, and then Thursday kicked off the E3 season proper with Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. Well, today I'm going to wrap up as much as I can from what we've seen so far. So bear in mind, we do have the Xbox and Bethesda showcase today. We've got the Future Game Show and also the PC Game Show on Sunday, the 13th of June 2021. And that is the day that I'm recording this podcast. And then we've got the big one on Tuesday with Nintendo at 5 p.m. BST. I'm going to be back later on in the week, most likely on Wednesday, to round up everything after those shows. Well, before we get into the show today, I wanted to plug the podcast Patreon and you can send in your questions and your stories for community questions by signing up to Patreon. So for as little as $2 a month, you can sign up and become a patron and you get access to exclusive Discord rooms, send in questions and your comments to be read out on the This Week in Video Games podcast and also access exclusive content and early access too. There's plenty of benefits over on Patreon, plus you get to support the show and help This Week in Video Games become a little bit more self-sufficient. Well, that is enough intro waffle from me, so let's get into what I've been playing this week. Well, apart from all the E3 excitement, I have been playing some games over the last few weeks. I'm still enjoying Mass Effect 1, although not ready to bring you my review of that game just yet. I've also been playing Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, but given it only came out on Friday, I'm only a few hours in. I have to say, it is probably the best game I've played so far in 2021, but I'm going to bring you my full review on that on the next episode in two weeks' time. Well, Inkle dropped a new game out of the blue in the last few weeks called Overboard, and I'm really excited to bring you my review of that game later on in the show. It is a text-based reverse murder mystery where you have to pin the murder of your husband onto someone else after you start off the game throwing him overboard for being such a bore. It's really, really great fun, and can't wait to tell you all about that game. Well, first up in the show, let's check out everything we know so far about one of the most hyped games out there, and that is Elden Ring. Well, Elden Ring was originally revealed at E3 2019, but since then, From Software has been very tight-lipped about the whole project. You know, we knew it was going to be a collaboration between Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R.R. Martin, and it was going to be the largest game from From Software they had tackled to date, but we knew little else, leading to a drought of information with some wondering if the game even existed at all. Well, that doubt has been removed, because Elden Ring now has a trailer and a release date, and it's not too far away at all. 
Well, the long-awaited trailer for Elden Ring was shown off at the Summer Games Fest 2021, with Jeff Keighley almost welling up when introducing it. And it's great to see because he's really passionate about what he does. And also, this is likely to be one of the biggest trailers of the season, so he was visibly chuffed at getting to announce it. So Bandai Namco is publishing the game, and they do have a presentation of their own during E3 2021, so we could see even more details. So watch this space about that one. And I will let you know if we hear anything else, but Bandai Namco did release some more details post-trailer, and here are a few things that we learned about Elden Ring. Well, this is apparently from Software's biggest game to date, perhaps highlighted with the horses, which is something new to From Software games. In other games, we've always walked around on foot. However, this time we've got a horse, and it looks like we can fight on horseback as well as jump super far in the sky. That was one of the most memorable moments for me in the trailer, seeing that horse leap vertically at speed on a jumping pad. And given we have got horses, it feels like the land we traverse could be really big indeed, something on the scale of The Witcher 3 or The Ghost of Tsushima. So From Software games tend to feel like open world games, but this is a little bit of game dev trickery, with smaller zones connected via loading areas, or in the case of Demon's Souls, they've got a hub world. So Elden Ring promises much more of an open world feel to things, so it's going to be really exciting to understand how this is going to play out. Now, open worlds have been done really well, and also badly too, over the last few years, so I'm really interested to see how From Software tackles this. And we're going to be able to explore and fight during the day and the night, plus we've got a dynamic weather system too on offer, making it for a very realistic environment to explore. The day and night cycles have appeared in From Software games before, however they have been linked to specific encounters. So all of the NPCs in the game have deep lore, and this time we've got the benefit of collaboration between Miyazaki and also George R.R. Martin. And we don't know the extent yet of George R.R. Martin and how he's involved, but it's definitely likely to attract a new audience. According to the press release, the characters are going to have a unique motivations in helping or hindering your progress, and they all have profound backgrounds. We've got confirmation of a couple of biomes in the game so far, including grassy plains, suffocating swamps and also spiralling mountains, foreboding castles and also other sites on a grand scale. The key plot points are still a well-kept secret, however we do have a snippet of the plot from the official website and that says, so the Golden Order has been broken. Rise tarnished and be guided by grace to brandish the power of the Elden Ring and become an Elden Lord in the lands between. In the lands between, ruled by the Queen Marika and the Eternal, the Elden Ring, the source of Erdtree, has been shattered. Marika's offspring, demigods all, claim the shards of the Elden Ring, known as the Great Runes, and the mad taint of their newfound strength triggered a war, the Shattering, a war that meant the abandonment by the Greater Will. And now the guidance of grace will be brought by the Tarnished who were spurned by the grace of gold and exile from the lands between. Ye dare do yet live, your grace is long lost, followed a path between the lands between, beyond a foggy sea, to stand before the Elden Ring, and become an Elden Lord. So journey between the lands between, a new fantasy world created by Hidetaki, Miyazaki, and creator of the influential Dark Souls video game series, and George R. R. Martin, author of the New York Times best-selling fantasy series A Song of Ice and Fire. Unravel the mysteries of the Elden Ring's power, encounter adversaries with profound backgrounds, characters with their own unique motivations for helping or hindering your progress, and also fearsome creatures too. Elden Ring features a vast fantastical landscapes with shadowy, complex dungeons that are connected seamlessly. 
and you traverse the breathtaking world on foot or on horseback, alone or online with other players, and fully immerse yourself in the grassy plains, suffocating swamps, spiralling mountains, foreboding castles, and other sites of grandeur on a scale never seen before in a From Software title. Well, really interesting stuff there from the snippet on the website. And you're also going to be able to upgrade Elden Ring from PS4 or Xbox One to the newer PS5 or Xbox Series X version nice and easily. So Xbox players are going to benefit from smart delivery, as with other titles on the Xbox Series X, and PlayStation owners are likely going to have to download a patch. Elden Ring is going to feature multiplayer for up to four players, and according to that press release, it says players will be able to traverse on foot, on horseback, alone, or with friends. And on that collaboration with George R.R. Martin, Miyazaki has said, the actual collaboration itself began with Mr. Martin ever so politely confirming what sorts of themes, ideas, and as well as many game-related aspects I've envisioned for the game, Miyazaki said. Even I myself find it hard to contain my excitement from time to time, and we hope that everyone else is looking forward to the world that we have created. Well, you can bet your bottom dollar that we are looking forward to that world you've created, Mr. Miyazaki, and really, really looking forward to it, and there's plenty to look forward to when it comes to Elden Ring+. Plus. Now we know it's real, and it has a release date of the 21st of January, 2021, so it's really not far away at all, and I'm sure it's going to come around very fast. Well, that is it for my look at Elden Ring, but next up, let's check out the rest of the Summer Games Fest. I'm going to go over to Games Radar as they rounded up everything announced during the E3 2021 show. So kicking off E3 2021 in style, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest has delighted us with a whole bunch of new announcements and reveals ranging from the long-awaited Elden Ring to updates on Call of Duty Warzone Season 4. Well, let's get into all of the announcements, and first up we've got Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. So Borderlands is going high fantasy with a standalone spin-off called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Cue magic, dragons, and a whole load of Tiny Tina sass. You're actually on a journey to defeat a dragon lord with all your companions, and you might be able to play the game. And you're going to be able to play the game in early 2022. Well, next up, we had Metal Slug Tactics. So Metal Slug Tactics is the second game to take the spotlight, and you're going to see Marco, Eri, Fio, and Tama reunited as they lead the Peregrine Falcon Squad. And this is an isometric turn-based title with a seriously retro feel, taking inspiration from the original Metal Slug title. And the game seems to mix animated narrative sections with pixel-art gameplay and no word on a release date yet for this one. Well, next up, we had the Death Stranding Director's Cut. Although the actual trailer for the game felt like it was teeling a Metal Gear Solid DLC with all the box banter, the real reveal for Death Stranding Director's Cut was it was coming to PS5 at some point in the future. And all we have so far in terms of a date is simple, but it was definitely a never-before-seen era of the game, so perhaps expect deleted scenes and additional content for the PS5 release. Well, next up we have Jurassic World Evolution 2, so Frontier's excellent dinosaur theme park simulator is back and Jeff Goldblum stated that the game will be deeper and more expansive than the original game, including deep water biomes that were not previously seen before. So prepare yourself to continue trying to control some of the most dangerous and hella extinct creatures, and it's arriving sometime later this year, so this shouldn't be too long to wait. Well, next up, really, really exciting one, and it's Lost Ark. So a surprise for the games industry is that Lost Ark, a Diablo-esque MMO, is coming to the West, launching in the fall of 2021. 
has been playable in Korea and Japan for years before launching in Russia, but now Amazon is helping it branch out to America and Europe. There's a beta coming this summer, so look out for that if you've been waiting for the game. You can sign up for that beta if you look at the Lost Ark website and sign up with your Amazon account. You can get in there and help test out that game before it comes to the West. I saw a lot of content creators get really, really excited about Lost Ark, so I'm definitely putting this one on my watch list. Well, next up, we have Call of Duty Warzone Season 4. So we've got a new trailer for the next season of Call of Duty Warzone and Black Ops Cold War with a new operator appearing in a brief cinematic before all hell breaks loose. So players of Treyarch Shooter are going to be delighted to see fan favourite Map Hijacked is back, while Warzone players also got a glimpse of some of the new things that are headed to Verdance this season. Well, next up, we had an update to Among Us. So Among Us is getting a brand new hide-and-seek mode, along with a number of new roles, new colours and cosmetics, achievements, and also developer Innersloth revealed that Map 5 is in development. It all continues to be super exciting for the indie breakout hit. Well, next up, we had Salt and Sacrifice. So Shiro Yoshida, head of PlayStation Indies, made a surprise appearance to reveal a sequel to the Souls-like Salt and Sanctuary called Salt and Sacrifice. It's going to arrive in 2022. It's currently confirmed for PS5 and PS4. It's another dark, slightly terrifying 2D action platformer, but this time around the co-op functionality we brought more to the fore, including offering online multiplayer. Next up, we had a new trailer for Solar Ash. This is one of my most anticipated games for 2021, so the beautiful Solar Ash from Heart Machine, the developer behind Hyperlight Drifter, got a brand new trailer at Summer Games Fest and also reaffirmed its 2021 release date. It also showed us more of the game's gorgeous neon-infused art style and a better look at how combat will work, featuring a flying, laser-breathing monster. Next up, we had a tease for Valorant, so Riot offered the very briefest of glimpses at Valorant's next agent, which will most likely arrive at the launch of the next shooter's upcoming third episode. There's almost nothing to glean from the reveal at this point. It's a cybernetic-looking helmet and some armour. This can be interesting to see how the new arrival fits into the game's pre-existing roster. Continuing the shooting theme, we had an update from Escape from Tarkov. So Battlestate Games revealed a trailer from the Escape from Tarkov showcasing a brand new map called Streets of Tarkov. And it's an urban map lined with narrow streets and tall buildings. And the new map poses a fairly significant shift in gameplay strategy as most maps available in the closed area beta are set in rural or industrial environments with less cover. Well, next up we have Two Point Campus. So from the makers of Two Point Hospital comes a brand new game in the same world, Two Point Campus. So as the title suggests, this one will have you creating and managing a college campus, and it's going to include various lecture halls and what looks to be the game's take on Quidditch without the broomsticks, of course. And what's more, it's arriving next year. Next up, we have a crossover with Stranger Things and Smite. So free-to-play MMO Smite from Hi-Res Studios is getting a Stranger Things crossover for its Battle Pass on July the 13th. So the haunting Demogorgon and the Mind Flayer are going to join the game to Rage Chaos, so will Eleven and Hopper. And they're going to be bringing some unique abilities to Smite, and each with two costumes available. And there's also a new upside-down area that's going to be available to really immerse the Netflix series world. Well, next up we have Painkiller, so Saber Interactive is working on a new game based on Painkiller, so if you're not sure what Painkiller is, that is understandable. The original release was by People Can Fly in 2004, but despite a cult following, it's been long left to time. The original is a first-person shooter meets horror game, and it's known for dealing with a lot of monsters at once, so a good project for the team who dealt with hordes of zombies in 2019's World War Z. So nothing else was shared about the game, sadly, with no trailer, platform or date confirmed. However, for those who have waited a long time for Painkiller news, 
your day has arrived. Well, next up, we had the Anacrusis. The Anacrusis is a brand new first-person shooter from the former Valve and Riot developers. So offering a four-player co-op, it's set on a spaceship overrun with aliens. Like Left 4 Dead, the game will use AI to remix and reshape every playthrough to keep it feeling fresh. And it arrives on PC, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Xbox Game Pass this fall, complete with full cross-play support. So the Fast and Furious cars are returning to Rocket League, so from June 17th, you can be able to get your hands on Fast and Furious 3 car bundle with Rocket League. So with three different Fast and Furious cars, you can be able to drive the Nissan Skyline, Dodge Charger, and the new Pontiac Fiero, complete with a variety of different decals. Each vehicle can be bought separately if you're just after one in particular set of wheels. And also, a tournament is being held to celebrate the return of the high-speed franchise's Rocket League from June the 19th. Well, next up, we had Blood Hunt, so vampires meet Fortnite in Blood Hunt, a brand new battle royale game set in the Vampire the Masquerade universe, so a slew of different vampire types slug out on the rooftops to be crowned winner-winner, human dinner. Next up, we had House of Ashes, so the third entry in the Dark Pictures anthology got a new trailer at Summer Games Fest that definitely showed off its Descent inspirations. So we already knew the game was en route, but now we know that a release date is set for October the 22nd. Well, next up, we've got Tales of Arise, so we've got a closer look at the next game from the beloved Tales series, which is set to release on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC via Steam on September the 10th, 2021. And the trailer gave us a closer look at the JRPG's roster of characters and the abilities they're going to be bringing to bear during combat. Well, next we've got Sky, the Little Prince Season. So Sky is headed to Nintendo Switch on June the 29th and will be followed by the adorable Le Petit Prince season shortly after on July the 6th. Then we got Planet of Lana. So challenging series Limbo Cross Ori vibes, Planet of Lana is an upcoming game that features a little cat, soot sprite creature on a side-scrolling hand-drawn adventure. Originally announced in 2019, you can now wishlist the game on Steam ahead of its launch on PC, Xbox Series X and Xbox One sometime in 2022. Then we had an update from Overwatch 2, so although we got no new info about Overwatch 2, we did get a glimpse of a pair of new skins for Heroes, Baptiste and Sombra, so both are sporting their new looks, which all existing characters are expected to get. Then we had a new trailer for Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, so Capcom provided a new look at Monster Hunter Stories 2, and unlike the mainline Monster Hunter games, there is a strong focus on the story and a lighter, more cartoony art style to the whole world. And it is still undeniably Monster Hunter though, Rathalos, Nergigante and the whole host of other dragon-like monsters was shown flying around causing havoc, and it is all quite dramatic. There was also a look at an amiibo which was coming with the game, there's all three in the form of Ina, Tuskino and Raisewing Rathalos. Next up we had Endless Dungeon, so coming from Amplitude and Sega, Endless Dungeon now got a new gameplay trailer showing during the showcase, there's a roguelike that sees you trapped on a mysterious space station, and in order to escape you need to recruit other heroes and protect your crystal against the never-ending monster onslaught. Next up we had a near skin showed off for Fall Guys. So Fall Guys is no stranger to weird and off-kilter skins. Just recently it's seen Tron of all franchises added to the game, but Mediatonic's latest might be the strangest yet. So in a short trailer it was announced that soon players would be able to take the ultimate knockout dressed as 2B from Near Automata, and for those who'd like to sport the protagonist of Yoko Taro's in the most unlikeliest of settings, that skin is going to be available on June the 18th. Well, next up, we had a trailer for Back for Blood, so Turtle Rock Studios dropped in another teaser for Back for Blood, the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. So showing off a big hulky enemy you're facing the upcoming first-person shooter, and that one is set to release on October the 12th, 2021. 
and we've been steadily seeing more and more of the game ahead of its release, as the trailer confirms you'll be able to get early access to the open beta from August the 5th and try it out for yourself if you pre-order a copy. Well, next up we had Tribes of Midgard, the Norsefell Games and Gearbox got a brand new trailer and a release date of July the 27th at Summer Games Fest. It's a survival RPG that's launching on PC, PS4 and PS5 with your tribe starting from scratch, needing to hunt to earn better gear and protection, especially from things that like stalking the night. Well, next up we had The Evil Dead, so arriving from Saber Interactive, The Evil Dead, the game. It's another four-player co-op game that was originally announced at the end of last year, and it's now set to launch in 2021. So it's four survivors against otherworldly horrors and deadites with various melee weapons and guns at your disposal, alongside vehicles to get around the maps, which features iconic locations from the movies. And finally, we had the announcement from Elden Ring, although we've gone into that one already. So the Elden Ring announcement, I would say, probably saved the show. I think overall, it was probably a 6 out of 10. I think for me, there are a couple of things that jumped out there. Lost Ark looks really, really interesting. That is the first time it's coming to the West. The Planet of Lana, that looked really, really interesting, especially the way Jeff Keighley said it during the show. So there's a few things there. But I do think Elden Ring was the blockbuster announcement, and you could see Jeff Keighley nearly crying when he announced it. And I really thought that was a beautiful moment. Well, that is my roundup of Summer Game Fest 2021 to kick off E3. But if you're enjoying This Week in Video Games content, then check out patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games for benefits like joining in the community discussions on podcasts, early access and exclusive content, content voting, and also YouTube and podcast shoutouts. There's also a merch store which includes t-shirts, hoodies, and all kinds of other This Week in Video Games stuff. But watching the videos and interacting down there in the comments is more than enough but if you do want to support This Week in Video Games further, you can through Patreon and also YouTube membership, so check the links down below for more information. We're hot on the heels of the Summer Games Fest. Next up, I'm going to have a look at everything that Ubisoft announced during their Ubisoft Forward event at E3 2021, and this one comes courtesy out of Alice Bell from Rock Paper Shotgun. So E3 2021 continues apace, and yesterday we saw the Ubisoft own stream, Ubisoft Forward, featuring the new Rainbow Six game, a deeper look at Far Cry 6, and a peek at Ubisoft's Avatar game, a thing that exists now. So first of all, we had Watch Dogs Legion, a new Bloodlines DLC. So return to London as the original hacker protagonist Aiden Pierce in order to steal some kind of robot MacGuffin. But uh-oh, my personal favourite catface emoji boy Wrench has it. Now Aiden's nephew is being tortured and held hostage. What to do? Well, if you're into Watch Dogs Legion, there is a new DLC coming, so be excited for that. Well, next up we had Rainbow Six Extraction, so a new trailer and a release date. I felt like at some point I stopped looking at Rainbow Six, and now suddenly it's all about aliens. So Extraction is a standalone one-to-three-player co-op jaunt featuring some classic Siege operatives, but the twist is this time we're all working together against some gooey black alien mutant thing, and as well as the gameplay trailer, there was also a fun little cinematic trailer with some authentic squad banter. So rather than PvP, as in Rainbow Six Siege, Rainbow Six Extraction is all about PvE, so this one looks really, really exciting. Well, next up with the announcement of Rocksmith Plus, a new subscription service. So Rocksmith is Ubisoft's interactive music learn-em-up, where you can practice guitar by plugging it in and using it as a controller. And now it's getting a subscription service that lets you use your phone as a microphone, allowing acoustic and electric guitar players alike to get involved. And it's going to have a bunch of licensed songs ready to go across a load of genres, and they work careful to know all sorts of metal sub-genres, plus other improved features too. 
Well, next up, we had Riders Republic, so a new trailer, release date, and gameplay. So Riders Republic is a game for all sports in which you may be described to ride. So biking, snowboarding, skiing, and windsuits, and paragliding. So let me reassess. If it's a sport that you think there's a guys into NFTs and crypto, we do a weekend in Nevada, then it's probably something here, and it's got a fun hat on. So in this extended vid, we do see a big chunk of the game in action, and most, and perhaps most importantly, and we got a release date of September the 2nd, which is surprisingly close. Next up, we had an update to Rainbow Six Siege, so we got a new operative animated trailer. So we got a new trailer for Thunderbird, and Thunderbird is a defender operator and debuting in the North Star expansion next week. We also learn that the game is getting crossplay for PC, Amazon Luna, and Stadia, though not consoles, which does seem a little bit strange. Well, next up, we had Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so Siege of Paris, Discovery Tour first look, plus future year two DLC tees. So Valhalla's Discovery Tour mode is going to be a bit different, allowing you to perform chores of an ordinary sad peasant's life rather than a mighty Viking raider. Can't wait to hammer a few logs. <laughs> so there, was also, there was also a wee sneak peek of the upcoming Siege of Paris DLC and a tease for a whole second year of updates and a yet unannounced expansion. We also had Far Cry 6, so a new cinematic and season pass trailer, and we got to see what looks like a full cinematic trailer from the game, where Giancarlo Esposito's dictator Anton Castillo has an entire boat full of people murdered for the crime of hanging out with his teenage son Diego. Listen, he is firm but fair. There was also a tease for the season pass for Far Cry 6, which includes at least three bits of DLC, and you get to play as Far Cry's ghosts of dickheads past, previous baddies from Vas Montenegro, Pagan Min and Joseph Seed running around in their own minds, so welcome to my dark twisted nightmare. And you also get the Blood Dragon spin-off free as well. And finally we had the big one, so Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. This was a new game reveal. So we knew that they were working on an Avatar game, but now it's been revealed, named and given an actual release window of 2022. I suppose I'm going to have to believe my own eyes. So it's a first-person action adventure, we get to play as the Navi. Well, that is it for a roundup for the Ubisoft Forward event, and nothing really jumped out at me there. I'm not really sure that people want an Avatar game, given it is 12 years since that first movie came out. I know we're expecting a new Avatar movie sometime soon, but I do think we've been expecting that since about 2015. So James Cameron, come on, get your boots on and get moving. I think probably the thing that excited me the most was the Rainbow Six Extraction, formerly named Rainbow Six Quarantine, although for obvious reasons we can't name a game that now. But yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction looked really, really good. I really like the idea of a PvE game where you team up with your mates. Looks really, really fun. Otherwise, I would say a pretty tepid showing from Ubisoft this year. It will be interesting to see what happens with Far Cry 6. Never really been into the Far Cry series myself, but maybe, just maybe, this will be the first one that I jump into. Well, that is it for the Ubisoft Forward Roundup from E3 2021, but next up, let's check out Battlefield 2042. Well, the next Battlefield game has been revealed this week to kick off E3 2021, and so far, we've only seen a trailer. We do have gameplay coming today, hopefully as part of the Xbox Showcase. So Battlefield 2042 is going to be set in the near future, plus we've got a climate and refugee crisis to deal with, and Battlefield is ditching their single-player campaign to focus on multiplayer, and we've got to look forward to the 64 vs 64 battles on PC, PS5 and Xbox Series S and X. There's plenty to dive into, plus let's round up all of the info we have on Battlefield 2042. So 
So Battlefield 2042 may be ditching the single player campaign, but it looks like they're going to be weaving story elements into each of the character classes. We take on the role of non-patriots, so these aren't the regular soldiers that you've been used to. In previous Battlefield games, these are blue and white collar workers from many different fields. You know, these soldiers don't fight for a specific country, they're fighting for our future. So first up, we've got specialists. So a major change in this iteration of the franchise is specialists. So previously, we've had classes in Battlefield like Assault, Medic, Support and Recon. So we're going to get named characters who are going to be fleshed out with full backstories. So previously, players have been limited by loadouts related to selected class. But here in 2042, those limits are being removed. For example, in Battlefield 5, if you chose the Recon class, then you'd have to use a sniper rifle. But DICE wants to give players a little more freedom to pick and choose what they want to play with. So your special ability is still going to be locked to your chosen specialist to give a sense of uniqueness. However, weapons are going to be more open to pick up and choose. And that can all be done through the combat wheel. So this allows you to mix things up mid-match if you really need to. Well, next up we've got the multiplayer. So the player count is being increased to 128 players on PC and also current-gen consoles, so PS5 and Xbox Series S and X. But Xbox One and PS4, they're going to be catering to 64 players in total, so 32 on each side due to the technical limitations. DICE has stated, though, that 64-player maps, they're going to be smaller, so as not to feel empty, which is a nice touch. And there are going to be three core multiplayer experiences, all-out warfare, hazard zone, and the final mode is being kept secret at the moment. So all-out warfare is an iteration on conquest and breakthrough. So maps are going to be huge, and they're going to need to be to cater for 128 player action. All-out warfare is going to be busy, intense, and chaotic. Plus, we've got the dynamic weather changes to contend with and the rapidly ever-evolving world event. So in the trailer shown off, we see a devastating tornado ripping up the ground and also a few soldiers too. Tornadoes aren't the only thing we're going to have to contend with though. There's also dust storms on the desert style maps and DICE said you can either get out of the way of these events or use them to your advantage. So not really sure how we're going to be able to do that but it sounds awesome and I look forward to all those gameplay clips. So Hazard Zone is up next and this one is all about tight comms with your squad. So DICE says this is a modern take on the traditional Battlefield experience and very different to All Out Warfare and I'm sure we're going to get more information during the gameplay reveal coming soon but this sounds like much more of a tactical version of team versus team play. And the final mode is being kept under wraps at the moment and it sounds like DICE they're going to be leaving this big reveal for the EA Showcase in July 2021. Well, next up, we've got some info on the Battle Pass. So much like other similar games, there's going to be a couple of options for the Battle Pass. So there's going to be a free track and a paid track. So no content is going to be locked on the Battle Pass, which is good news. So all players are going to get the same maps, specialists and weapons. So the premium Battle Pass is going to have cosmetic options for players to unlock as they progress up the ranks of the Season Pass. And currently, we've got four seasons mapped out on the roadmap. So it is a good thing that content isn't locked on the pass because it is a full price game. So cosmetics do make a lot of sense. You know, in the freemium games like Apex Legends, so it does make sense for content to be locked behind the season pass. And that does offer an incentive to buy the premium content. So if you're really into the cosmetics, then you're likely going to be incentivized to pay for the premium pass. Personally, I'll probably give that one a miss, given all the content is accessible without having to pay extra. You know, if Battlefield comes to be my main game to play, then I would consider it, but at the moment I'm definitely in a wait-and-see kind of mode, so I don't really invest in skins for characters or weapons in-game, especially when the game is going to cost around £70. However, it's there for you if you really want it, and no doubt DICE is going to create some really good-looking skins that are going to grab your attention. Well, next up, we've got the open beta. So there's going to be an open beta. It's planned for the months leading up to the launch of Battlefield 2042. And there are no specific release dates yet. 
but the beta is going to be available on all the platforms the game releases on, including PC, Xbox Series S and X, PlayStation 5, Xbox One and PS4. And there's also going to be a separate tech test, which is separate from the open beta. So hopefully this is going to ensure a smooth launch. But with all games like this, I imagine day one is going to be a little bit rocky. So be prepared to temper your expectations. Well, I wanted to finish off with some first impressions. So we've only seen a cinematic trailer at the moment, but I do think there's a lot to get excited about here. You know, 128 players is going to be crazy, and I'm fairly new to the Battlefield franchise. And I have been impressed by the frantic action, the brutal time to kill, and the variety of gameplay styles. You know, I really like the fact this is near future and not too far in the distant future. So the focus on different specialisations looks really cool, and I really like the fact they aren't doing away with the story elements entirely. And I think the specialisations actually is a really, really smart move. You know, they could start out in the game with a handful, and then over time introduce new characters with different backstories, so character-based games like Apex, Genshin Impact clearly make a bucket load of money for the developers and the publishers, and I'm sure EA has one eye on this significant prize. So if they could pull this off, EA could be onto another winner, much like they've got with Apex Legends. Well, that is it for my roundup of everything we know about Battlefield 2042, but next up, let's have a look at the all-platform charts. So at 10 this week, it's Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. That's staying steady there at number 10. At number 9 this week, it's Metopia, Staying steady at number 9. Number 8 this week, it's The Last of Us Part 2. Down six places from last week's number 3. And number 7 this week, up 4 places from last week's number 11, it's Minecraft. And number 6 this week, down 1 place from last week's number 5, it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And at 5 this week, down 1 place from last week's number 4, it's Resident Evil Village. At 4 this week, down 3 places from last week's number 1, it's Marvel Spider-Man Mars Morales. And number 3 this week, it's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, up 4 places from last week's number 7. And number two this week, up four places from last week's number six, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. And number one this week, and going back to the number one spot this week, it's FIFA 21, up seven places from last week's number eight. Well, that is it for the charts this week, but next up, let's have a look at everything shown in the Devolver Digital's E3 show that was last night. This one comes courtesy of Wesley and Paul, out of Eurogamer. So Devolver just held its E3 2021 show and predictably it was pretty off the wall. There was some eye-catching stuff shown though during the show, which was one big piss take of subscriptions, games as a service and video game monetization. The video of the entire Devolver Max Pass Plus showcase monetization as a service, we can check that out on YouTube. And if you haven't watched a Devolver show before, it is really, really good. It's really wacky. It's really, really funny. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it before, I definitely recommend checking it out. Well, let's start with Trek 2 Yomi, a cinematic tour de force inspired by classic samurai films from director Leonard Menchieri and Flying Wild Hog, the Polish studio behind the 2013 reboot of Shadow Warrior and its 2016 sequel Shadow Warrior 2. So here is the official blurb. So as a vow to his dying master, a young swordsman is sworn to protect his town and the people he loves against all threats. Faced with tragedy and bound to duty, the lone samurai must voyage beyond life and death and decide his path forward. So Trek 2 Yomi is due out in 2022 for PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series S and X, and Xbox One. So moving on, Wizard with a Gun is an online cooperative sandbox survival game set in a magical wilderness. So embark on a journey alone with friends to collect, craft and outfit your wizard however you see fit and explore the unknown. 
Carefully design weapons, bullets, and furnishings for your tower home, but try not to burn it all down as the magic you wield escalates beyond your control. You can expect a launch on PC and consoles in 2022. Inscription from the creator of Pony Island and the Hex is an inky black card based odyssey that blends the deck building roguelike, escape room style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood lace smoothie. And that one is due out on PC later this year. Devolver's Tumble Time is a piss-take mobile game Devolver calls the future of physics-based puzzle gameplay, elegant monetization, and a strategic brand of integration launching for mobile devices in 2021. And it's due out later this year on iOS and Android. So choose characters from a packed roster of your favorite Devolver digital games and rack up big points matching and clearing their impossibly adorable heads from the tumbler. Get hyped enough and unleash each character's special ability to clear huge chunks and earn power-ups to create chaotic chain reactions. Then maybe watch some entertaining ads because nothing is ever really free. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. So Demon Throttle is an interesting one. So it's due out in 2022 on Nintendo Switch as a physical box set only. So there's no digital release on the eShop. So here's what Devolver had to say. Introducing Demon Throttle by developer Doinksoft, the creators of Gato Roboto. So coming to Nintendo Switch as a physical box set and only physical box set through our friends at Special Reserve Games, Demon Throttle tells the story of a beautiful vampiress and a dusty gunslinger on a quest for vengeance against a demon that stole her mystical chalices and slept with his estranged wife. Now the two unlikely companions must blast their way through four monstrous generals and their wicked domains in order to lift the demon's curse and exact their revenge. Well, Death's Door is due out on the 20th of July on PC and Xbox, so Death's Door thrusts players into a quirky and curious world where crows are in charge of collecting the souls of the dead. Reaping souls and punching a clock might get monotonous, but it's honest work for a crow. The job gets lively when your assigned soul is stolen, you must track down a desperate thief into a realm untouched by death, where creatures grow far past their expiry and overflow with greed and power. Next up we had Phantom Abyss, out on PC as a Steam Early Access title, and it's a massive asynchronous multiplayer game that casts players into procedurally generated temples and tasks them with retrieving relics. So intrepid adventurers will dodge scores of hidden traps, leap treacherous chasms, and flee relentless guardians through branching paths until one of the relics are claimed or the devices of death overwhelm them. So be warned, you only get one attempt at each temple, and failure or setting for a lesser relic means you'll never see that temple again. And finally, Devolver showed off a new trailer for Shadow Warrior 3, due out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox later this year. So it was a typical wacky and wonderful showcase from Devolver Digital, and I definitely recommend going over to YouTube and checking out the whole thing. Well, that is it for my roundup of Devolver Digital E3 2021. But next up, we've got a new game, and this one is from Inkle Studios, and it is Overboard. Well, Overboard is a new murder mystery game from Inkle Studios, creators of Pendragon, 80 Days, and Heaven's Vault. Well, I say murder mystery, but the objective of the game is not to get arrested for your husband's murder. And the remarkable thing about Overboard is that Inkle started development in 2021, and it shipped only a few months later. Well, Overboard is kind of a murder mystery, so the game starts off with you playing as Veronica, who throws her husband overboard, and you spend the rest of the time trying to pin the murder on someone else. Well, the game is part 2D puzzle game, and also an interactive story, which uses Inkle's fantastic ink technology. There's a whole load of narrative choice in the game, plus the writing is sharp as a knife and very funny, which is definitely a tricky thing to pull off. 
Now, Overboard is really replayable too, and the main objective is to get away with the murder of your dearly departed husband, but ideally, you want to run off with the loot too. So this is where things become tricky, as you've got to convince the authorities that someone else had done that murder. Well, there's plenty of NPCs to chat about on board, which also means plenty of people to pin the murder on too. So we've got Lady H, a fancy old widow who likes to drink, there's also Major Singh, and he likes to take charge. You've got the captain, who's a massive flirt, so all the NPCs have their own schedule and walk about on the ship, so it's all about coordinating who is here, perhaps slipping in some sleeping pills there, and manipulating a character to help cover up the dirty deed. Well, there's also clues Veronica has to cover up, given she's lost an earring during the murder, and some of the NPCs even saw and heard her on the night of the incident, so Veronica has plenty of work on her hands to get away with it. Overboard is meant to be played over and over again, so a single loop can take a few hours, but as you play, you gather the knowledge to be more successful in the next iteration. It's all about understanding how and where the players move about the ship, dropping in some misdirection here and there, and finding a key to a cabin so you can successfully frame them. So a great little feature from Inkle is the fast-forward button, so if you want to skip the dialogue you've seen before, it allows you to focus on the new dialogue that you haven't seen yet. And that brings us really nicely to the writing, which is absolutely top-notch. You know, the writing is witty, it's sharp, it's funny, and everything you'd expect from an Inkle game. The whole tone of the game is hilarious. So even though the subject matter is a wife murdering her husband, it's a really tricky balance to pull off. But Overboard managed to pull off a really entertaining experience, so it's all really witty and tongue-in-cheek. So it's one of those games you could give a family member who's not too familiar with video games, and they'd be bound to have a really great time with it. The narrative puzzle is really good fun, so it is mostly reading and interacting with other characters and trying to persuade them to get the result that you want. So for example, if someone was a witness, you'd be trying to persuade them that it wasn't you, or perhaps you want to sweet talk another character to get them on your side. If you are persuasive, there may be a key witness might agree and say it wasn't you, or you can convince them otherwise. Hopefully, you'll get the outcome that you want, or you can always choose to continue your murder spree. It is entirely up to you. Jason Schreier recently featured Overboard on their Triple Click podcast and compared it to Hitman, but with a narrative twist. We'll definitely check out the latest episode of the Triple Click podcast and also Jason's Bloomberg write-up for Overboard. It's really, really good. It is a game that has captured the imagination of the players. So one of the reasons why it's captured the imagination, and Jason mentions it in his article, is that development started at the beginning of 2021 and it launched within six months. You know, it's an impressive thing to pull off together. You know, the writing, the artwork, the design and the development all in such a small space. It all comes together really, really well. Plus, it's been released on PC, Switch and mobile devices too. And bravo to the whole Inkle team. So Overboard is great fun, it's easy to get into and instantly memorable, so it definitely is an Inkle game through and through, you're going to be reading a fair amount, however it's well worth it for the sheer quality of the writing, backed up with the fantastic design and the audio, and there's loads of memorable moments in there. It's available on pretty much on all platforms, works really well on Nintendo Switch, and also mobile devices too. So the game is developed by Inkle, and also published by Inkle, so it's released on Nintendo Switch, PC and iOS devices, and it was originally released on the 2nd of June, 2021. Well, that is it for my review of Overboard. But next up, let's have a look what we've got coming out in the next few weeks. So on June the 22nd, we've got a few games. We've got Dark Alliance. It's coming out on the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, Xbox One and PC. And then we've got Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights. That's coming out on Switch and PC. Also on the 22nd, we've got LEGO Builder's Journey. That's coming out on Switch and PC. And we've got Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game 
coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia and PC. Then on the 24th, we've got another couple of games for Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. That is definitely a nostalgic one. That one's coming on PS5, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. We've got Legend of Mana coming on PS4, Switch and PC. We've also got Rogue Book coming out on PC. We've got the Eternal Castle Remastered coming to PS5, PlayStation 4, and those are all on June the 24th. Then on the 25th of June, we've got Mario Golf Super Rush. That's coming out on Nintendo Switch. We've got Scarlet Nexus coming out on PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And finally, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That's coming to Nintendo Switch. Quite a few interesting ones in there. Scarlet Nexus looks really good. Mario Golf definitely looks really good too, so I will be looking forward to those. And also, a bit of nostalgia with Alex Kidd in Miracle World, and also Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Well, that's going to be really good on Nintendo Switch. Well, that is it for this week's episode, and I hope you're enjoying E3. But if you want to get involved in the show, get in contact through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thisweekinvideogames, or check out the latest on the website. Send in your questions, your comments, your video game stories, and I'm always interested in hearing from you. Well, as always, thank you so much for watching or listening. And for more This Week in Video Games content like this, like, subscribe, and share with a friend. To join our community, check out the Discord link in the description. And you can follow me on Twitter at TWIVG Podcast. If you enjoyed this video, found it useful, liking and sharing the video would really help me out. Otherwise, check out the other podcasts in the feed. Well, thanks again. I'll see you soon.